Welcome to the Volunteer Podcast, where we spill the volunteer. Today we're going to talk about our 10 key learnings and our best moments so far. Okay, so I'm going to start with my five key learnings and best moments. My first bullet point is learning Slovenian and then finally being able to order something in Slovenian or have little conversations with the kids after like a month of learning it online on Zoom when we were finally able to go out and do more stuff and actually work in AP. I don't know, but for me, it was just a big sense of achievement because Slovenian is so hard to learn. And yeah, my motivation to learn it at the beginning was to be able to talk to the kids more because obviously they're really small, they don't really speak English yet. Also, I think one of the biggest things, like living here, you are just constantly reminded of the language barrier. Like you go to the supermarket and like, Obviously, everyone assumes you speak Slovenian because there aren't really any tourists here yet. And then they talk to you in Slovenian. And every time you have to be like, ne govorim slovensko, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, so I think like it's the little things, you know. I mean, we won't be fluent after our EC in Slovenian, definitely not. But for me, it's the little things. And yeah, just a different way of learning a language as opposed to in school where it's kind of like perfectionistic, like, you know, you have to do everything right. You have to use the right grammar. Whereas here you are allowed to make mistakes, like the only thing that matters is that people understand you. And often I try to order something and then they reply something that exceeds my level. And then I have to kind of backtrack and be like, sorry, <laughs> actually don't speak Slovenian. Like, I definitely think that Corona has some influence on this because... Normally you would really live in a culture and you would learn it by speaking the, the language uh, with other people and you would pick up like what they're saying and stuff. And um, we mostly sat at home for like months, I guess. And I've noticed that um, when AP opened again, that how easily, easy for me it was to pick up things and remember uh, and also remember those things I picked up. My second point is traveling, but traveling meaning you know, living abroad, like not traveling around like you would as a backpacker, because um, obviously we were forced to do a lot of traveling in the local area, because in Slovenia we weren't allowed to leave our um, municipality for a long time. And I think that just showed me what an advantage it is to live in a beautiful area, because you just have really like interesting, beautiful places close by where you can go hang out after work or go for a run on a beautiful track, you know what I mean? It's like, you don't have to go on holiday to go to beautiful places. And I think it has just showed me that I really want to live in different places throughout my, my life. Because for, for me, I think, um, yeah, traveling this way is better than like traveling around for like six months because you really get to know the local culture. You get to know every little like corner in the area where you live. And yeah, I think it's just a good thing that I have noticed it now because now I can take it into consideration for my um, future career. Yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing. Like, I, I mean, I like traveling around. You get to see a lot of new places, but it's really different, like living in one culture, one another culture than um, you did before. <laughs> you really learn about values and how they live. My third point was um, taking initiative. Like, I think here I really um, learned to take more initiative myself especially since we have been working online so much so everyone had to kind of think of ideas on what to do with the kids online and um yeah, yeah I, I completely agree like it, this volunteer work here you really have to take an initiative yourself because you have a lot of free time and that doubled when we were working in the lockdown so I, I think also because we both came from high school um and in high school it's like you know 
I think in high school it's your problem that they tell you too much what to do. Like, I don't know what it is in the, uh, like in the Netherlands, but at least in Germany we get a lot of homework and like they're like specific tasks that you have to do and you don't have a lot of time apart from these tasks. Whereas here there's also a lot of time that we can dedicate to whatever. And I think that was a big change, you know, from coming from a place where you had set, set tasks and now just having to like invent tasks for yourself. Yeah, and I think we learned that early on by doing this right after high school. Okay, my next point is um, just European civil society. I think you became more of a part of it by working here because, first of all, I think our project is really involved with like you know European stuff, like European initiatives. There's a lot of programs and yeah, youth initiatives uh, on a European level that I learned about here that I never heard about before. And um, yeah, also meeting a lot of other like young people from Europe, it just really goes to show that there is a European civil society. Like uh, yesterday, I didn't feel that well, <laughs> so I was watching uh, an interview with a German politician, a quite like right wing politician, because I think it's um, important to educate yourself yeah. about other Broad opinions as well. Your horizon. Yeah, like Trelawney said, <laughs> and um, he was saying that, in his opinion there will never be such a thing as like internationalism. Like an Italian will always be an Italian, a German will always be a German, a Dutch person will always be a Dutchy. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I don't agree with that. Like that, that's, that is not what I experienced because I mean, of course I say I'm German, but I think for a lot, like, for a lot of young people with the Corona virus and like get travel restrictions, it's really weird because we have become so used to being able to travel freely within Europe that for us that's the default you know and also with um, I don't know the euro for us we really have to think if we go to a country that has a, a different currency we really like it just comes unexpected like it's nothing something you think about you know what I mean yeah we had this conversation like I thought uh, Croatia had the euro like it was so cle uh, clear to me and apparently it doesn't and um, yeah I think yeah I was thinking like uh, when you said you, uh, you didn't believe that the Croatia didn't have the euro I was like so confused because I was there two years ago but you made me think that there was uh, that they had euro now <laughs> yeah no <laughs> But yeah, it just goes to show that I think there is a European civil society. Obviously, there's still, you know, different different countries. There's still national identities. But I think, like for a lot of young people who have experience living abroad, and that is an increasing number of people, um, there's also something beyond the national. Okay, and my last point is that my gap year actually made me realize that I want to go study now. Um, because yeah, I had to. I had a lot of time to think about what I want to do with my life. What are my priorities? And that made me realize that I'm really motivated to go study now. And I think um, yeah, in that way, it was really beneficial for this um, process because uh, yeah, it just made me like. I think if I hadn't done it, I would also have always have in the back of my mind like what would have happened if I had taken a gap year. You know what I mean? Now it's like I took a gap year. I had an amazing experience even with Corona and everything. Um, and now I know what my priorities are and I think I have matured as a person. Like I have been living, you know, living uh, by, not by myself, <laughs> but living without my parents for a year. Oh, I actually uh, disagree with that. I actually think you shouldn't, <laughs> well, shouldn't take a gap year because most of the time it doesn't really help uh, when you take a gap year and you don't know what to do because like you have had like just as long as other people and time to look in, into what you wanted to do and you already had like some direction, you you were already some 
you, you were already a bit clear, but I don't think a gap year will help you decide on what you want to do in the future. I think you you just have as much, you know, like this, I mean, Cecilia, maybe I would have hated children and I really would have hated it, but I mean, I, I think you know a little <laughs> bit of that before. I, I think you shouldn't mm. take a gap year if you don't know what to do. I think you should just try out um, something and then, yeah, if it doesn't work out, you try something else out. Yeah, I think you should like take a gap year just because you want to take and have more experience and learn more, not for choosing and like a, a study. I agree with that. Like, it's, if you don't know what course you're going to study, that's not really going to help you if you don't do something in that area. It's probably going to help you more to, to do some internships or that kind of stuff. Because, yeah, for me, I would have probably had it in the back of my mind. What if I had taken a gap year? And now it's just, okay, I've taken it. I had a great time and now I can... I actually, yeah, I was thinking that, like, I thought this year was so much fun and I want to take, like, another year and just exploring one new culture. And uh, that's why I was thinking about becoming an au pair in France or in Ireland, probably in France, but we'll see. <laughs> taking two years as a gap year will not um, do yeah, any harm and actually gives you a more experience. Well, I just thought it, this was so much fun to learn about this one culture. And I definitely think if I go into an au pair family, then you literally live in the family. Not that I hate you or something, but like it's uh, it's different. So like now I learn about many other cultures in Europe and then you will, I think you will go more into that one culture if you literally live with the family. I think it's really interesting how, you know, like the gap year showed me that I want to start studying and it showed you that you want to take another one like it just really depends on the person like we're the best example for that yeah clearly I guess I tried a lot of new things this gap year I'm not the person for trying new things I guess um well and this year I tried a lot of new things like for example cooking but also going uh, on more hikes um learning about working with kids about traveling here it, it's kind of nice that we live in like one spot uh, place but like that corona also like limited us for going to other places that, uh, so that we had to explore places close to us which is something i really didn't do before like i just if i would just be in one place i would not go like at home i wouldn't go explore places around me i would just go at home or uh, far away like in other places like you live in Utrecht you live so close to Amsterdam which are like really popular destinations uh, in Europe like especially Amsterdam and like for you it's just totally normal and you know I was like oh my god I find like Amsterdam so cool and you're just like yeah I mean it's my backyard so who cares like I think you should experience uh, you should appreciate more living in cool places well, I, I guess uh, to you, Amsterdam is like a really cool place, but I guess Germany is also really cool. I mean, I'm not saying that we don't have cool places, but Bielefeld is not quite one of them. <laughs> okay, so I think um, that was it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, and we can give you an insight into what kind of experience we made um, or we are making during our gap year. See you in the next episode.